0: Do you know anyone with a birthday? Get them some custom art at artofericbabone.com. Want to impress your significant other on your anniversary? Skip the wilted flowers in the dirty CVS teddy bear. Commission a custom family portrait at artofericbabone.com. Maybe you're just like me and you like unique pieces of art celebrating your favorite films, comics, and pop culture. Head to artofericbabone.com and shop till you drop. And don't forget, MOTCU listeners get special discounted pricing on all custom art. Don't pay some cookie cutter bullshit from Hobby Lobby. I'm pretty sure child labor was involved in that painting of a cow. You just had to have be a hero and support local art at art of And we are back part two
1: of
2: real genius. Um, we just heard a, uh, Conversation between uh Chris and Professor Hathaway. Hathaway's being a dick. He's pushing Chris to get this meet the deadline. Uh Chris is pushing back just as hard. So uh we're now in the lab. Mitch is working in the lab and Chris comes in to sort of try to cheer him up. But Mitch isn't having it because, you know, basically he's fried at this point. He's been trying and trying, but things haven't been working out. So uh, they test the laser again with some modifications that Chris made, and um, the laser fires, and it seems to be working, and uh, we realize it's sending a beam across campus, um, and uh, they all follow it. They go outside and start following the, the laser as it bounces off mirrors across campus, and then Chris is trying to get the whole, you know, the whole campus to follow them along. Um, it leads everybody to uh, a building where the laser spells out the Pacific tech tanning invitational. Um We find out that this featuring the girls uh, from the Wanda Tressler school of beauty. They're beauticians. <laughs> they're beauticians. No, they're beautician Beauty students. <laughs> yeah. So um yeah. So what Chris has done is Chris has set up a, a party a sort of blow off steam party for the, for the crew um and he's invited girls from a local beauty school over uh because he explains to the guys this might be your only chance to ever get laid <laughs> so uh take advantage of it while you can uh i was, I was cool... worried
0: that this was going to be the only 80s movie that wasn't super horny and i know we finally yep. got
2: it but yeah. we got it we got it definitely um cool thing couple of couple of uh you know like small cast members a very young Dean Devlin, mm. who yeah went on to produce you know a couple of little movies like Independence Day and Godzilla and Stargate. <laughs> yeah, just a few, just a, just a few, just low tiny budget, movies, yeah, right, yeah. small budget stuff. And uh, Yuji Okamoto, who plays Chosen in the Karate Kid and uh, Cobra Kai movies, so they're both uh, they're both you know part of the uh, nerds who are trying to get laid by the beauty school students. Um. So I mean, yeah, there's a lot of typical, you know, shenanigans um, going on. And shit, did I miss a whole fucking clip? Sorry, people. It's no, okay. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't put a clip in. That's why.
0: Um, yeah, you know, just ruminating on the horniness. Like, yeah, know, there there wasn't any nudity in the in this movie. No, which you know was odd for the eighties. But this was also yep. like this skewed more John Hughesy than you mm-hmm. know like Porky's or anything. But
2: yeah, no, I was absolutely.
0: expecting, you know, Little Song. Come on, man, 1985. Yeah. Wow. Tits, it's some bikini of stuff, but
2: that was it. No, this was definitely a Basties. movie about nerds for nerds. Yeah. It was yeah. for us geeks is what it was, you know, and I think that's probably why I connected to it, to be honest with you, you know. No, so That makes sense, yeah. No, you did you know? see that. Yeah, the nerd it, felt
3: very real in this movie.
2: Yeah. yeah it was almost the anti like Porky's, the anti, you know, Revenge of the Nerds movie almost. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's I think Revenge that might have nerds, been their goal.
0: It was so cartoony, you know. It, yeah. It's also kind of beloved 80s movie, but it's just like. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There, no,
3: there was no Darth Vader bounce house rape scene.
2: No, exactly. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that's what it was missing. No. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it was not missing that. Oh. Yeah. That's, oh, my, that's my
3: lightsaber sound.
2: It's not so yeah. bad. That's so pretty good. <laughs>
3: yeah. Thank you, I'll be here all night.
2: So, a- as all these shenanigans are going on, Ken sneaks in. He he takes a look at everything, and he immediately runs to Jerry. He can't help himself, so he runs off. He's ready to spill spill everything. Um, we cut to a quick scene of Hathaway and Don having yet another, you know, deadline conversation right before Jerry films his uh, television show. Um. This pati- the topic of this particular episode is the colon. <laughs> so Jerry's gonna tell all the regular folks about the uh, the colon. Uh, Kent barges in. He shows up and he just spills the tea about, you know, the shenanigans over at the party. Um, he can't wait to do that. Such a teacher's pet. So
3: hey, Farver, what's that restaurant you would like to eat at again?
2: oh Oh, wait, what Don't reference forget. is that?
3: From,
0: from
2: it's, Super, uh, Troopers? Super Troopers? He's like, but, the what? next
3: person that says shenanigans I'm going to pistol with. Oh, whip. shenanigans. Yeah, you're mm. right. Hey, Foster or Farva, what's that restaurant you like yeah. with all the shit on the walls? You mean shenanigans? shenanigans.
2: <laughs> <laughs> like in <Yes>. the gun. <laughs> exactly. Um, so we're back at the party. Jordan arrives to uh, test some <laughs> full-on scuba gear that she's invented, <laughs> a rebreather that she's invented probably, you know, since the last time. Everybody saw her Because that's yeah. that's her energy level um, We we start seeing some Like mutual fr- flirting Back and forth between her and Mitch Because when she arrives Mitch is very happy to see her um, But just when that gets started Jerry shows up and just shuts the whole show down I, I um,
3: think this was a missed opportunity right here this four? Scene. I think They had a rebreather And they're in water And he needs to hide there should have been a way where he went underwater with the rebreather on. They came in to look for him. They didn't find him, and then he pops up and go, like because he used the rebreather. Like everything was set there for that for him to like be able to escape getting in trouble.
2: You know what? That could be a deleted scene. Who knows?
3: Like it just seems like that. It seemed like that's what they were setting up. Like I'm like I'm like oh he's gonna like get away. He's gonna like he fell in the water. He has it. She's gonna put it on him and cover for him. And he and then he's gonna like fall in love with her because she covered for him.
0: I think the problem is the budget allowed for, you know, yeah, a sure. pool that had like ankle high water
2: in it. Yeah, it wasn't in the very deep. yeah. Yeah, but he, uh, he yeah. just needs to be
3: like under there, like laying against the back wall. So like when he walks the- and <laughs> I don't see him here and then like Kent would have been like, You idiot and got fucking slapped in the face or something. Like that's how I would've wrote that scene.
2: Yeah. It's not bad. It's not bad. No, I buddy. like it. Yeah. I like it. And it's funny to go back to the whole anti you know nakedness eighties movies. If you look in the cast at all the, you know, they're all of their cast uh, credits are like girl at the party, girl at yeah. the party. This is probably the only movie they did in the eighties where they didn't get naked. <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I give you a look at their other roles. They're all naked roles. So, you know, it's kind of funny, but uh, yeah. Um. So Mitch is, he's distraught by this. He retreats to the lab Um. Just to you know, get himself try to get his head back in the game because he's a, he's ashamed of you know quote what he did. He didn't do anything, but you know, he's fifteen years old, so he doesn't know how to react to that. Getting in trouble um, as he's in the lab and things aren't going well. Uh, Kent and you know his little crew of two show up, the idiot brothers. Um, they show up just in time to find him calling his mom, begging to come home. And, of course, they secretly re- record this conversation. Um, the next morning, we're at breakfast. And while everyone's in the in the breakfast room, Kent plays the recording over the intercom for the whole room. Um, this obviously humiliates Mitch, uh, who runs, you know, heads to his room, and he starts packing. Um, Chris arrives to talk him down off the ledge uh, by telling him the story. A full story of Laszlo Hollyfield. So we'll play that clip now so everybody understands everything about Laszlo.
4: Okay. If you want to leave, go ahead, but uh, you're going to miss the fun. What fun? It invented a new virus and we're going to release it in Kent's room. The other night I needed your help and all you wanted to do was pardon. I did help you. I tried to help you relax. Being snubbed by beauticians is not my idea of relaxing. Student beauticians. You know, I thought this place was gonna be different, but it's just the same. In high school, they stuffed me in a mailbox. Did I tell you that? My teachers disliked me because I was smarter than they were. The students hated me because I blew the bell curve. Does that sound familiar? Mitch, I was just like you. My mother used to dress me in white shirts and hush puppies and made me carry a briefcase guaranteeing that a girl would never talk to me. And when I first came here for three years, I studied all the time. You? Yeah. And then one night, I'm sitting in this chair right here. I had a vision. What? Hollyfeld. The guy in the closet? Laszlo Hollyfeld. And I followed him into the closet, down into the steam tunnels. And there, I saw the most disgusting thing I've ever seen in my life. What? Hollyfeld in his pajamas. So? So? I talked to him. You did? Yeah. And he used to be the number one stud around here in the 70s. Smarter than you and me put together. Well, so what happened? Did he crack? Yes, Mitch, he cracked severely. Why? He loved his work. Well, what's wrong with that? There's nothing wrong with that, but that's all he did. He loved solving problems. He loved coming up with the answers. But he thought that the answers were the answer for everything. All science, no philosophy. So then one day, someone tells him that the stuff that he was making was killing people. So what's your point? Are you saying that I'm gonna end up in a steam tunnel? Yeah. What? You are, if you keep up like this. Mitch, you don't need to run away from here. When you're smart, people need you. You can use your mind creatively. Notice you don't study too hard. Bingo. Yeah, but. If I stay, what should I do? First thing you should do is get even with Kent. It's a moral imperative. Yeah, yeah. Oh! <laughs> now you try. Quick. Yeah. <laughs> right, it's good. It's good. Now let's unpack, right?
2: Yep. So it's a, it's a moral imperative. Moral imperative. Bell Kilmer
0: hmm. scared the shit out of me with that scream, by the way. Yeah, I don't
3: I know. I don't understand. Like, what's up with all the screaming and weird laughing? Do people actually do that? That's, nerds do. They really? Yeah, he's, he's I, I mean, nerd, I was dude. a nerd and I didn't. Nah,
2: you weren't a nerd. <sighs> I
3: still am. <laughs> well, cool you,
2: are <laughs> <laughs> you are now. I'm talking about
3: podcast analytics.
2: <laughs> you are now. Yeah. I was always, but uh, yeah, I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of stereotypical eighties overacting, but it's all right. You know? Yeah. Um, I do
3: think that he overacted the fuck out of this role.
2: Yeah. You know, I know, but again, it fits to, it fits the time period. It really does. It didn't yeah, seem yeah. that way back then. I agree now, but it didn't seem like they, that way back then. You know.
0: He's just chewing a little scenery, man. He's having fun, you know? Yeah.
2: Yeah. Oh, and Top Secret is the is the movie I couldn't remember. Top that was secret. Val Kilmer's airplane type movie again. He was a he was a U.S. operative in World War II, but it was. I think I've
0: ever seen Top Secret.
2: It's a really funny movie, and again i I have na- I've now not seen it in a very long time, um, so it might not be as funny. But yeah, you always run the risk
0: of like, oh man, how yeah. how is this gonna hold up when I put this on again? Yeah. No,
2: exactly. But it's very, again, it's very airplane-esque. I mean, there's one of my, my dad absolutely loved this scene, and it doesn't even have Val Kilmer in it. But it's it's one of those scenes that you see in like a Mel Brooks movie or in, again an airplane movie where there's a there's a shot, a close-up shot of a telephone, and in the background is a Nazi, <laughs> and. The phone is big because it's in the front, but the the Nazi walks up and picks up the phone and it's a giant phone. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, it's just dumb. It's dumb. It's like combing the desert. Yeah. yeah it's yeah, yeah, dumb. Yeah. Right. It's dumb visual humor like that, you know. And it, like there's a cow wearing boots and shit running around. It's just it's dumb and it's that kind of humor. So it might actually hold up if you like that kind of movie. Oh
0: yeah. I'll so mm-hmm. have to
2: give it a shot. And if, I, if I like dumb humor now. You can let yeah. me over with some down Oh no, 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 I know. I think what I'll do is I'll watch it and see if it's worth this. I won't do it soon, but I'll see if it's worth the show. And you know, or I'll at least let you guys know. Yeah, all right, it is kind of as funny as I thought it was, or I remember it to be. But yeah. um yeah, you know, because that was Val Kilmer again. This is Val Kilmer in his heartthrob prime. This I mean, he's is a when he. Dude back this is
3: then. when he very first begun to defile himself.
2: Well, no, exactly, exactly. Um, but I mean, he's a he's a really like good looking dude in this movie and and his younger days. He is an attractive gentleman. I will get. So, to that. this was him and his heartthrob. This that that whole time period and Top Secret was around the same time. So, he is anyway. a good
0: looking dude, but he does that thing that people did in the eighties, which I didn't understand was where you just chopped your whole sideburn off like way at the top. Yeah, yeah. I know,
2: I know. It's hard yeah. to
0: look at, man. I don't know what it is. <laughs> and that was very popular. I think I had that as a kid too. With my had a little mullet and yes. whoosh, just a yep. fucking straight line.
3: Yeah, now you yeah. just call that the Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly.
2: <laughs> yeah. All right. So uh, we see Kent arriving back on campus. Um, he's driving a very cool car. It's a friggin' yellow 1972 Citroen. Tri-win? Yeah, two CV. Yeah. Uh. Yes. DS 21 Oh, that's is, right. Is the model? I I wouldn't have known that without looking it up. But it's it's, it's the just same bright.
3: one from um Zoolander that fucking the
2: the spy lady drives the. Oh right. You're right. Yeah. You're right. Um. But yeah. It's a, it's just a really banana yellow cool yep. fucking car. Really is. Um. So he arrives just as the yeah. You know, so as he arrives, the gang's revenge plan you know, begins. Um, their idea of this revenge is great. And again, this is taken from an actual event that happened at one of the, one of the tech universities. Uh, what they do is they disassemble his entire car and they reassemble the whole car in his dorm room with yeah. the engine running. Uh, and then I just love when he, when he storms out of his room past Chris and Mitch, he goes, you'll rue the day. Who says and, that? And Chris is like, who talks like that? Yeah. <laughs> And then I just think of another line that's quoted in my house from a different movie from Ted. When, uh, when uh, he just says, why the fuck would he say that (laughs) (laughs) when the the little kid says some, I forget what he says. Yeah. But why the fuck would he say that? So, uh, all right. So we are, um, the next scene is Chris arriving at Jerry's. I uh, knocks on the door, and he is greeted by Mrs. Wayne Gretzky. <laughs> that's Janet Jones. She's ma- She married Green- Wayne Gretzky back in the day, and they are still married. Hmm. Um, Janet Jones was Valley Girl in Valley Girl, so she- that's why she has a small you know, role in here. She was asked by Martha Coolidge to do this movie. Um, so that's, uh, yeah, she plays, uh, I don't even know, I didn't even write her name down. Whore number, <laughs> number one. What's that?
3: Whore number one.
2: Yes, exactly. She's a she turns out to be a general's daughter. We'll find out, but she's a little more than that. But yeah, she's Mrs. Wayne Gretzky, or I just put it down as M.W.G. Um, was yeah. her line
3: the line that's quoted in your house? No, that's the that's I a know. line I would quote.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I was thinking of pulling that clip because that's probably the raciest clip in this whole movie, and I should have pulled it, but I didn't.
3: That's that's what I would um, quote in my house.
2: Yeah, yes, but it's a great line. Uh so uh you know, she lets him in and we see that Jerry is wrapping up a meeting with the CIA team, including uh oh and this this I wrote this in my notes just for you, Joe. This is uh the CIA team includes um Ed Lauder, the actor, who played Captain Kanaur in the superior longest shot movie. Um <laughs> Okay. I I had to do that. I had to do it. Um, so Chris flirts hard with Mrs. Wayne Gretzky. Just tell me one thing, Doug. Yeah.
3: Can you hammer 16 penny nails with your penis?
2: (laughs) I don't know, but I, at least I can see my penis now. So maybe Uh, I can try it.
3: Baby steps. I'll
2: I'll try it. Uh, but yeah, uh, she just, you know, they're flirting hard and she just says some crazy shit. It's, it's very funny actually. So you got to check it out. Uh, Jerry lets Chris know that because of his attitude, he's not going to allow Chris to graduate. Um, Chris is, of course, uh, he's shook by this, like legitimately. This is the first time we see Chris scared. Um, you know, because he 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 just thinks he's on easy street, he's on autopilot and he's not gonna have a problem, but he's scared shitless by this. And now, this next clip is the line that is quoted in my house by me almost every day. So fire away, Joe.
4: What you doing? All right, I think I'm on the wrong theme. I was thinking of the immortal words of Socrates who said, I drank what?
2: <laughs> Is there something <laughs> wrong?
4: Hathaway's going to flunk me out of school. Why? I screwed up. What are you going to do? I guess I'll leave. You can't do that. You'll you'll, you'll be a failure. Thank you, Mitch. (laughs) I mean, you just can't leave. You owe me 10 bucks. Can't quit now for no other reason than just to see a five megawatt laser fire just once. That would be nice. You gotta finish what you start. Who said that? You know that. That's right, Mitch, but that is no way to motivate somebody. (laughs) You've got to get even with Jerry Hathaway. It's a moral imperative. (laughs) It's a good point.
3: Number one is a hard time I can't figure out which one of the lines will be the line.
2: Oh, no, no. It's the first line. It's in the immortal words of Socrates. I drank what? I drank what? Oh, (laughs) it's just, you know, whenever anything goes wrong in the house, it's that's what said. I drank what? Oh, I thought it was. Kids all know what it's from.
3: I I thought you were going to say, like, you can't get out of here. You owe me 10 bucks.
2: (laughs) Oh, no, 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 no. No, it's just because kids all know they've all seen the movie at least once. And they all know what I'm referencing when I say it. I don't know why that line tickles my ass but it does because it's funny i mean socrates killed himself by drinking poison hemlock so i just imagine socrates saying i drink what
3: oh, yeah
2: it's just funny just also also funny, i'm right?
3: very intrigued by you using tickles your ass as a positive
2: it can't be used as anything else Fuck you, Doug! there you go uh so yeah so you know chris has his moment of doubt but you know, he's back on board. Mitch, Mitch, Mitch talked him down from the ledge this time and he's back on board. So, uh, we get another montage. That song you heard, uh, is, is the song is played over the montage at the end there. The walls came down as the song is playing in the background while he's talking. Um, I don't remember the name of this song, but it's playing. So we get a montage of some laser tests. There's some study sessions and test taking sessions. Um, more studying, we uh, see Laszlo checking in on the boys as they're studying yet yeah, more laser tests. Uh, there's a big group study group and one of the kids just fucking loses his mind and screaming and runs out of the room and nobody's even phased by this. It's all like two, two, two of the other students get up to, to see who can get to the open chair at the desk first. <laughs> it's like, that's as much as they care yeah. that this guy just lost his mind. And then uh, the last little quick scene is a, another laser test and it seems to be uh, successful. So whatever Chris and Mitch were cooking up seems to have worked. So they're happy. Um, We now jump back to it's a study scene, but there's some conversation here. Mitch and Chris are studying when Laszlo walks by uh, to announce and let them know that he has researched all of the test questions that Hathaway has ever asked on his tests. And he's happy to share them with the boys. Um, They ask him, you know, where where are the tests? Where where are the answers? He goes, I've memorized them all. But he's also carried two cartons full of entries to the Frito-Lay sweepstakes. And based on his number crunching, he based on his number crunching in the 1.6 million entries that he's mailed in, he expects to win 32.6 percent of the prizes, including the car. (laughs) So, you know, Laszlo, uh, you know, he's got uh, he's got it down to a science. Ha ha ha.
3: I I Um, actually did this when I was younger.
2: Oh, yeah. For some reason,
3: I remember this now. I was in 10th grade, maybe. And the J.C. JCPenney's was giving away a Jenko brand skateboard. Like a complete skateboard. Wow. And you just had to fill out, like, this little card and drop it in the box. But nowhere on it did it say you can't have multiple entries. So uh-huh. I filled out probably 1,500 cards and dropped them in there. Nice. Did you win, though? I did. I did win. You won? I won Fuck the it. shittiest skateboard there was yeah <laughs> it weighed that's like 22
2: great. pounds oh, <laughs> oh my god, god. it, was, it that's, was a dead piece of wood that's great um well you might have got your inspiration because apparently this really happened not on this level but in the, in the 70s some, some caltech uh students entered some mcdonald's sweepstakes and uh they won one fifth of the uh prizes and <laughs> three thousand dollars in cash and all sorts of gift certificates and stuff so um did you
3: ever watch the documentary about the monopoly mcdonald's thing and how it was all rigged oh
2: yes oh man that was huge like the printing company
3: would like the guy who owned it would like give him to his friends like the winning pieces
2: yeah it was yeah it was wild dude yeah there's another documentary
0: out too about uh like someone who won a jet from pepsi oh
3: but they never gave it to him he took it to court yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's called pepsi where's my jet it's on netflix
2: (laughs) Really, yeah, it's oh, really fucking good.
3: And the other one I just watched is called the Pez, the Pez Outlaw. Um, and it's really fun too. It's this guy. He's like this crazy fucking looks homeless. He's a giant fucking beard, and he's like crazy. And he would um, he would go to Europe and buy all these like, for straight from the factories, like under the table, buy all these like pre-production Pez units, and then come back to America mm-hmm. and sell them at conventions and shit, and like. He ended up fighting with the the, the guy from Hones Pez America, like it was this big fucking thing. Oh shit! Yeah, that was another cool cool one. It was it's very stylized. Netflix? Yeah, it's called the Pez Outlaw, and it's super stylized, Ooh. almost like a heist film.
2: Oh shit! That's it's really awesome. good. That is cool. Oh, and this wasn't a documentary, but I just remember a news article about some local restaurant. It might have even been a local Hooters, and I believe it's in Florida. That yeah. the owner. I had a contest for a uh, he was giving away a new Toyota to to the servers uh, for the most tips or whatever I don't know the criteria. It was so a toy. This, the,
3: Yoda? Yeah,
2: this girl won, and the, the guy gave her a toy Yoda.
3: Yeah, I've this seen that.
2: She sued his ass, and she won. He had to buy her a fucking car. Good. She, she got a fucking okay. Yaris. <laughs> yeah. Probably, but a car is a car. I mean, yeah. fucking, yeah. you need a car. A car is a car. So yeah, he had to buy her a new car So fuck that guy Good for her Yeah. So after the study session Mitch uh, heads to his room And he finds uh, the previously Mentioned Sherry Nugel uh, Who Chris met uh, During his job interview at the beginning Um, And uh, she's there Waiting for him because she's still on her Mission to get to hook up With the top 10 minds in America Um, And she's waiting Right She's waited three years for him to be legal, even though he's 15 and that's not legal. legal? (laughs) I guess maybe in 1985 it might have been. I don't know. But, uh, you know, so she lays a kiss on him and uh, the scene fades to black. And the next quick scene, we see Mitch heading over to Jordan's room. Yeah. Um, (laughs) The boundless energy that Jordan has, she's sanding the floors in her room (laughs) with a fucking industrial (laughs) size sander. It's great. She played that role so well. She yeah. really did. Um, he tells her about his little meet-up with, with, with Sherry, and she's, of course, taken aback, and she's like, you know, did she jump you? And she goes, well, he goes like, oh, I wanted her to. I, I wanted to, but I didn't want to do it with her. I want to do it with you. And they kiss, and they probably hook up, we imagine, when the scene fades to black. But, again, it's done... We keep talking about it now, but it's done tastefully in comparison to a lot of '80s shit, you know.
0: It is. It was very sweet. It was very, you know, sincere. Wasn't yeah. over the top. You know, she didn't pull her sweater off like yeah. you'd right. expect. You know, it's. I insane. just wish
3: kiss. now that I know what I know, he would have floated in the room saying "cha cha cha cheese." <laughs> <laughs> Damn it!
2: Exactly. Yep. Hey, listen, I opened Pandora's box. There, yeah. it's all right. I did it willingly. I did Good. it willingly. Um yeah, I, I need, mean, that, I need not, that artwork here. Let's not beat around the bush here. We're talking about Sherry. waiting until he was legal. She was thirty something. You know, Jordan's nineteen. He's not legal for her either. But yeah. again, back then, maybe the rules yeah. are different. That felt, I don't know.
0: That felt. I don't know. I was okay with that one. Yeah,
2: no, it was okay because they're intellectually. Yeah, so equal. she has like the mind of an eight-year-old. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If yeah. anything, he's the one doing something wrong. She's got enough energy to power a fucking small city. So that's great. Um, yeah. So uh, we get yet another confrontation between Don and Hathaway about this fucking uh, get the status update, but Jerry's not having it. He is a total douchebag to him. He goes off about, I've got tests and I got this and get that out of my office. It's great. Um, oh, excuse me, folks. Wow. Wow. <laughs> it just fell out sort of just <laughs> fell out of my mouth <laughs> no. Yeah so, it did <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> We jump back into the lab The gang's prepping the laser before heading to Hathaway's class to take their final uh, Kent stays behind He's gonna exact a bit of revenge on his part here uh, He stays behind to sabotage the laser He smears some grease on one of the optics One of the lenses
3: The problem though um, with that is You yourself are left with a hand that's covered in grease
2: no, I know. Yes,
3: it's one of you. Give I me know. The, give, one of you give me the line.
2: Oh, I don't know. It's mm-hmm. a small
3: price to pay for the spiting of one's enemies.
2: What is that from?
3: rats. When you have you yourself are left with a shit covered hand. Mm. Oh jeez. Okay, yeah. you
0: changed yeah. it a, just enough that I didn't know what the fuck you're talking about. I, I thought, you
3: I get I really thought you'd get time. that one I'm I really thought you'd get that one. I love that movie.
2: Well, oh, I like it too. I just haven't seen it in a very long time, and it's not on a lot. Do you know whose you know hand? What I mean? Do you know who's handy shakes?
3: The actor? No. That's uh, Trivia time.
0: Wait. Who are you, you talking about? Old Yondu? Yeah. Uh, it's yeah, fucking yeah, Michael, yeah, yeah. Michael Ruger. Yeah. Yeah. Michael Rooker. Yeah.
2: I was just seeing yeah. this trivia time.
0: I thought you were trying mm-hmm. to trick me or something.
2: Nah. <laughs> so we are now in uh, Jerry's classroom with everyone prepping to take the exam. Uh, Jerry's handing out the exams. <laughs> Chris points his pencil at him, and it's got a frigging big dick eraser on the pencil. <laughs> he just points it at him, um, and this is where we we come up. We we find out Kent's real name is dipshit because he goes, you know, I'm gonna name my my first kid after you, dipshit. Night. Dipshit night is a nice ring to it. <laughs> so, um, Chris flies through the exam, obviously faster than anyone. Uh, he hands it in with a quick note saying, "I ace this
3: in um, an apple."
2: And, yeah he leaves an exploding apple on on jerry's desk and it's great because i didn't notice this the first 100 times i saw this movie but when he puts the apple down when he walks out of class he sort of sneaks out and puts his hands over his ears oh shit <laughs> and the fucking apple explodes uh jerry throws in the garbage but the apple explodes um you know so that was pretty cool um chris goes back to test the laser again but because of kent's sabotage it goes very badly it fries the optics it fries everything um back in the dorm kent reveals that he is responsible for the catastrophe um chris melts down in the kitchen he starts kicking the fridge and everything but this causes him to basically have a flash of inspiration on how to fix the power problems once and for all so he's very excited um, He runs across campus to look for Mitch. Um, and then he heads to Jerry's house to give him the good news. Um, This is where we see that when he barges into to Jerry's house, that uh, Mrs. Wayne Gretzky's at the top of the stairs wearing Jerry's shirt and nothing else. So Jerry's been boinking the general's daughter, um, you know, which, it you know, makes sense. Are you Jerry's sure
3: he has? Because that man has no dick. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: He's doing something.
0: <laughs> I like the look he gives, though. It's like, eh, yeah, yeah.
2: I'm doing it. Yeah. Exactly. And then I like was like, he's like, Hey, just, just wait, I'll be back. I gotta check this laser shit out. Yeah. And it's funny. Cause Jerry is so excited that, uh, Mrs. Wayne Gretzky has a little hissy fit and Jerry just tells her to take a cab. Yeah, <laughs> He's way more interested in laser working. So back at the lab, Chris explains, uh, he's reviewing the changes to the laser with everyone. Ken is of course skeptical, but when the laser fires, um, it, you know, blasts a hole through the target through the wall, through the trees, all the way across campus um, and into town. We're going to find out. So Hathaway lets Chris know that he's going to graduate and he does. He will get the job. So uh, the gang f- continues to follow the holes. The laser is burned all the way into town um, where the laser ended up burning a hole through a sign for purgatory burger, <laughs> which is pretty yeah. funny. Uh, so we got another clip here to explain what's going on next.
4: Lives in Clay L.A. Are you going to take me home to meet your parents? No. Why? Are you ashamed of me? No, them. Oh! You better remember the right people. I... Hey, listen up. I like to tell my fish. Give mean your fish. I mean, freaking. Oh, I love it. No, what I was talking about whole fish. It is it's a.
0: What
4: are you trying to say?
0: Laszlo.
4: That's why I'm so glad you came out. You want a hamburger? I've been thinking about your laser solution. Oh, good. I I figure you've increased the power output to six megawatts? Yeah, about that. What would you use that for? Making enormous Swiss cheese? (laughs) The applications are unlimited. No. With the fuel you've come up with, the beam would last for, what, 15 seconds? What good is that? Oh, Lazlo, that doesn't matter. I respect you, but I graduated. Yeah, let the engineers figure out a use for it. That's not our concern. Maybe somebody already has a use for it, one for which it is specifically designed. You mean Dr. Hathaway has something in mind all along? Look at the facts. Very high power, portable, limited firing time, unlimited range. All you need is a tracking system and a large spinning mirror, and you could vaporize a human target
0: from space. This
2: is not good no it's not good so they put two and two together and they realized that uh, it created a weapon and they're not happy about it so um, they run back to the lab to see that everything's gone the laser's gone Kent's mirror is gone it's all been taken away um, so Chris again is distraught over this uh, but Laszlo Gets them to focus and concentrate on how they're going to stop them. Um, they know that the way to find out what's going on is through Kent. So they're back at a dorm now. They pump gas into Kent's room to render him unconscious uh, as they plant a receiver in his braces. And this is probably could be one of the funniest scenes in the movie. Yeah, like I like this one scene in the movie. Huh. Um it's just very funny. So it's a little little conversation between Kent and Jesus. Uh, so play that clip, Joe.
1: Kent? Kent? Wake up, Kent. Oh, Kent? What? I'm talking to you, Kent. What is this? I said I'm talking to you.
3: Yeah
1: Well I'm not as not asleep must be overworked. You're not overworked, Kent. Well I'm not insane. Where am I? That remains to be seen, Kent.
4: But we are having a conversation. Okay, who is this?
1: This is Jesus, Kent.
4: And you've been a very... Naughty boy! Alright. Who is this? Cut the crap, Kent. You've built a weapon. What?
1: What do you think?
4: A secret phase conjugate... Tracking
1: system is for! A big mirror makes a big beam. I guess it could be.
4: Where's the laser now? I overheard Jerry mention something about a a test on the 27th, but I I don't know where it's classified. What? Oh, uh, nothing. I want you to think about what you've done, Kent. And from now on...
1: Stop playing with yourself. It is God
3: <laughs> <laughs> so Eric are yeah. you like me when you hear that voice what do you think of
0: it? oh that's a tough one man uh I don't know what do you, what are you thinking of
3: I'm thinking of um Dan from Tom and Dan
0: oh yeah yeah <laughs> black God, black God. Black God. Very good. <laughs> he always is
3: the black God voice Okay.
0: yeah I don't know yeah. why it, yeah yeah that's, a, that's pretty that's pretty close yeah
2: it's funny because like normally when you pull a prank like that, you go straight for God. You don't say you're Jesus. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well your but brother your Jesus. brother pulls a lot of weight, Doug. I know yeah, he does. I'm not I'm not minimizing I'm not minimizing the power. I just think it's funny that they just decided it to be Jesus. And that actually comes up in the next clip. It's pretty funny. But um I do have to bring up I have no idea what the significance of the Shit colored handprints on Kent's wall. Yeah, I was wondering what that was. That's some fucked up stuff. Like, it looks like actual (laughs) shit prints. Was Brody there? Right. (laughs) (laughs) Tying it all back together. I know. Got him. You know, it's kind of, it just, it was just a little weird because they were everywhere, all over his dorm. I was wondering that myself too handprints looking like shit so i never got to the bottom of that i don't know anyway
3: maybe that's from all the greasy lasers he had to wipe his hand off did,
2: you know it's funny joe because that's exactly what i thought because like when he smeared the laser with the grease it looked like shit on his hands and i'm like yeah. does he like get off on the grease or something that's how he jerks off instead of um, jargon's lotion uh-huh. maybe that's yeah. why he's like you are god <laughs> yeah exactly so i don't know but anyway it was interesting Uh, So phase two of the plan begins. Uh, Ick follows Jerry uh, to find out where the laser is going to be tested. It's an Air Force base in the desert. Um, While we see the gang loading boxes, small boxes into a van, uh, they head over to Jerry's house. We see Chris place a mirror on an upper windowsill in Jerry's house. Um, At the same time, Laszlo is hacking the Air Force mainframe. Yeah, it's kind of comical. I'm not going to lie.
3: This is where this movie went from being like cute little 80s comedy to Fast and Furious. Yeah, I
2: know right. <laughs> yes. The boys, the boys and girls were about to steal some uh TV uh yeah. you know, dvd VCR combos. combos. Yeah. Um so yeah, he's hacking the mainframe. Uh Jordan has made uh fake IDs for the boys. The pictures are fucking priceless. It just well, that but if Chris looks stoned and Mitch just looks surprised. It's kind of funny. Um, and they use these IDs to gain access to the base. It's the usual comedic tension. Are they going to get in? The guard lets them go in. Hey, hey, airborne, <laughs> get over here. We're going to lose our jobs. We're four hours late, and they get in. Of course they do. Uh, and as
3: soon as they go through the gate, be on the lookout for some crazy. I know, shit. yeah.
2: <laughs> Any anything anything unusual? Oh, okay, no problem. <laughs> uh, You know, it's just that it's a like Keystone Cops, like dumb,
0: everybody's
2: yeah. dumb shit. But it, it, whatever, it works. You know, it's a it's a nice easy vehicle to get them in to where the they're very MacGuffin. Yeah, you know. So they uh, they climb into the bomb bay of the B one bomber that's going to perform this test to do their dirty work. Uh, They are switching out EPROMs and PROMs and reprogramming things, all sorts of stuff like that. The new coordinates are sent over by the gang, uh, Laszlo and the gang. They're programmed into the replacement PROM and that's put into the computer on board. Uh, In the command truck, Jerry continues to be Jerry, being a dick to everyone, can't help himself. doesn't matter if they hold rank or they're civilians, he's just a dick. Uh, He brings everyone over to the plane for a final inspection. He does notice that things are out of place, but he's more worried about covering his ass and just getting this thing done than he is about, you know, getting to the bottom of anything. Uh, so we now have another clip, and this is the wrap-up to uh, Kent talking to Jesus.
1: Diagnosis of schizophrenia by questioners and objective prisoners. Hi, <laughs> Oh. I thought you'd gone. Not yet. Have you been touching yourself? Yes. <laughs> I mean, no. Good. Listen, kid. Dad, you know my father, God, <laughs> wants to show you something. Why? I meant what?
4: I've learned not to ask. Look, he wants you to wait. In
1: front of Dr. Hathaway's house at 639 Ivy Press Drive at precisely 7.08 this morning. Ivy Crest? Just wait there and you shall receive a sign. Do not despair and do not go inside.
2: Well, why not?
1: Hello? Hello, Jesus? Uh
3: It's a corporate time with Tom and Dan. I'm telling you, it's just that's all I can hear. Yeah, I'm like God.
0: Yeah, it's uh, Uh, it's pretty close. I like I like that he hung up at the end and tickles. I know
2: exactly, but yeah, you know my dad, God. (laughs) It's just it's a funny it's a funny interchange. It really is good. Uh, so we see the plane taking off. Um and at the same time see a very Kennedy-like motorcade in the desert. <laughs> it looks exactly like the Kennedy motorcade in Dealey Plaza. Um, the uh, the gang head over to Jerry's house. They bring the, uh, the dean of Pacific Tech and uh, a local congressman to the house to be witnesses to this uh, event that's going to take place. You know, Chris lays out the plot and they wait for Zero Hour. Um, mm-hmm. They see Kent arrive at Jerry's. Kent is hanging out outside, but he then gets uh, bored. He gets uh, a little frustrated, and he ignores Jesus's previous orders. And he enters the house. Uh, inside, he finds a giant Jiffy Pop-like contraption in the in the foyer. Um, he asks for a sign from God, uh, and just as he does, the laser fires in the plane. And of course, the laser's been redirected. It does not head towards the the, the motorcade. It heads directly for uh, Jerry's house. It hits that mirror that we saw Chris plant earlier. And it begins to what we find out now, uh, that Jiffy pop contraption is just that it's a giant uh, pan full of popcorn. So the laser starts popping the popcorn. Um, mm-hmm. Kent is he's loving this. It's a sign. He got a sign from God. And what is it? Popcorn. He thinks it's the best thing ever um wait gang did you overestimate
3: say, did you say popcorn or cop porn <laughs> is this tennessee is this that that, that holy shit <laughs> yes exactly. lavergina tennessee the train station have a
2: bucket of cop porn please <laughs> i haven't seen that yet. Order i've seen every yet. other yep. mean this poor girl <laughs> that poor you bucket. order cop porn the same way as popcorn by the bucket <laughs> oh god
0: extra powder please
2: yes sorry i couldn't resist so the, the, they, they, the gang completely underestimated the amount of popcorn they, or they overestimated or thought that they, anyway, I'm losing my train of thought here, but what happens is the entire house fills with popcorn. Um, Ken actually gets spilled out of the front door. They're worried for his safety because he gets spilled out of the front door by the popcorn breaking the door down. Yep. Um, the popcorn fills the entire house. It comes out of the windows. It comes out of the doors. It breaks the frame of the house. It takes the roof pretty much off the house. Um, The popcorn, um, it just goes everywhere. Um, and apparently it, in 2010, William Atherton was doing an interview and it came up that uh, they treated the popcorn with flame retardant chemicals just in case, because they built this Victorian house from scratch for, for this purpose. And, um, But they did that, but then they also had to make sure that the local wildlife and the birds, especially, didn't eat the popcorn because it would have killed them with the flame retardant shit on there. Um, So they had to go to great lengths to protect it. Um, What am I seeing here? I I really
3: hope, like, the length they went to protect the birds from eating the popcorn that would have killed them is a guy with a shotgun shooting the birds coming to eat the popcorn. (laughs) (laughs) Um, this is for your own good.
2: Yeah.
3: I'm saving a, your life.
2: <laughs> and apparently it took three months to pop the popcorn for this. Cause that was real popcorn. That they used. Oh, shit, so like shit. it took three fucking months to pop all this popcorn. So uh, the house, again, it explodes from the popcorn. Um, Jerry zooms in to see his house being destroyed. So he's freaking out. Um, the entire neighborhood is gathered at this point and, It's so everything ends with the kids diving into this popcorn and now we've got our end clip and uh, that'll take us out of this thing. Cause it's the end of the movie.
4: Yeah, well, I had the pack. Why? Well, I'm getting married. To whom? What is all this stuff? Well, yeah. I, I won 31.8% of the prizes, though. I'll, I'll have to figure that out,
0: but not this summer.
1: Hi. Sherry? Sherry, Rachel? Jo-
4: Isn't it great? This is number one. <laughs> I've been
0: looking for him for 10 years.
4: what can I say? She loves me. Congratulations. You're okay. (laughs) Well, anyway, you'll you'll have to come and visit us. What do you mean?
1: I have a little survival place in Wyoming. We're gonna live there.
4: Yeah, it's getting kind of weird around here, you know? Bye. Bye. Bye.
3: you think it's getting too weird around here absolutely
4: i didn't notice i like it
2: and that is real genius. I mean, really quickly in that final clip, we see that Laszlo, or that Sherry has found the number one greatest mind in America, Um, and her and Laszlo are gonna get married. He didn't win quite as much of the prizes as he thought he would, so he's gonna investigate that. Wait, was he actually the number
3: one greatest mind in America, or was he the number one of the 10? Like, he was the oldest one. He, t- he was number one of the top ten. Like, he was the first okay. one. Not like, actually, number, he wasn't the smartest, but he was the first one of the ten.
2: Well, no. Because she they goes, you're number seven.
3: She's like, you're number eight. I think she was going in, like, the order of she slept Oh, and again. her, right. He's, right, her, he's was, number one. Was he yeah, her number heartless. one, or he
2: was he the number one? I think he's her number one. Um, and also, isn't
3: it weird that she banged Chris and also was about to bang Mitch?
2: She had that's her thing. That's her. That's her fetish. That's her kick. Yeah, but
3: he was like all into it. like, oh yeah, this is this is my girl. Oh yeah. Well, like, no, he, I know she know. banged you guys, but you know at the same time.
2: Oh, he doesn't care. Yeah, he's he's been living listen, in the closet. Listen, for- can we get I some Chipotle? You release- I guarantee you in these fucking genius circles, Joe, there's some kink shit that's going on that we haven't even thought of yet. Oh, I'm sure. Okay. <laughs> I guarantee you, man, they're doing shit that we've only imagined in our wildest dreams. So Speak for he's, he's got no problem <laughs> with her banging the other dudes. Even the guy that she killed, apparently we heard in the beginning of the movie. Yeah. She, she she killed an old dude. Um. So, yeah, and it, it closes with, you know, everyone, everybody wants to rule the world. Songs in the Big Chair is top, uh, I don't want to say top 10, but it's definitely top 20 albums, favorite albums for me ever. It's one of the greatest, like, pop rock albums ever made, and I'll argue that till my dying day. Um, I probably told this story, but back in 85, when I was work, I was going to school, getting ready to get married to Erica, I worked at a cassette tape factory, and this album came out and i made between this and the and the whitney houston's debut album those are the, basically the only two fucking cassettes that i worked on that whole summer because wow. they were selling out out the door i mean they would because they, they were both number one in their respective categories and i absolutely love that album and uh tears of fears i i dig those guys I really do even though they hated each other like almost forever if you ever watch their music videos they never look at each other because they fucking hated each other. <laughs> they finally got over their shit now. They got they got together again, but they never liked each other. It's hysterical. Interesting. Um, so that's real genius. I do have some some more about that popcorn. They popped 190,000 pounds of popcorn for this scene. God damn the house, man. the inside of the house was just basically conveyors and fans and, and vent systems to blow the popcorn everywhere. And... Uh, yeah, they could have fed seven hundred twenty thousand moviegoers with the amount of popcorn they popped, Man. and the retail value on the popcorn was one point eight million dollars. Like, if, they, what? if if they sold seven hundred twenty thousand orders of popcorn in the theater, it would have cost one point eight million. Wow, oh my God. that's so. So they again, the attention to detail, the attention to authenticity. They're going to do a scene where they're going to fill a house of popcorn. They fucking use popcorn. They use enough popcorn to fill an actual house. You know. I mean, so it's pretty cool. That's
0: cool. I wonder if it was the most practical way in 1985 to do it. Probably,
2: you know. Probably, yeah.
0: Like whatever they were going to use to fake it was probably more expensive than just buying a bunch of popcorn.
2: Oh yeah, because it it had to be practical, especially then, because they didn't really have the way to CG that that would have been any kind of realistic. Yeah, and they just built the set and made the popcorn and destroyed the house. You know, that was it. But yeah, that's real genius. Again, it's it's a cute anti-80s 80s movie and it's just it's near and dear to my heart and that's why i brought it to the table it's not the best it's not the worst you know depends on your on your taste as far as 80s movies goes but it's a, certainly a palate cleanser from some of the other 80s movies you could have we could have picked to watch um you know because yeah it's near and dear to me so i that's why i chose it that's why i dig it so Um, that said I guess we might as well just dive right into our ratings right gentlemen
4: I am a movie critic by trade and until recently I got paid to tell you people which movies merely stink and which ones you shouldn't screen near an open flame well I'm putting the burden of lousy movies back on you it's very simple if you stop going to bad movies they'll stop making bad movies if the movie used to be a TV show just don't go after Roman numeral 2 Give it a rest. If it's a remake of a classic, rent the classic. Tell them you want
3: stories about people, not a hundred million dollars of stunts and explosives. People, it's up to you. If the movie stinks, just don't go. If
1: the movie
3: stinks, just don't go.
1: you love me, you really love me. It stinks. It stinks. It
3: stinks. Are you not entertained?
2: All right. So we're going to do our ratings. In case you're joining us for the first time, we rate everything on a scale of zero to five. We do decimal points. So it's anywhere in between. Uh, If you really, really love it, it could be a five. Could be a zero. It's for shit. We haven't hit a zero yet. We've hit a couple of fives. We should have hit. A we haven't zero. hit a zero yet, but that might happen. We should we have. Know. We were just being too kind. I know. Listen, if we bring the lobster to the table, we might have a zero. It's quite possible. <laughs> I don't know. Um. So uh, yeah. So you know what? Let's uh, let's start with Eric. Eric, what do you think? I like this movie. Uh,
0: I liked it a lot because I'm a sucker for an '80s movie, and it, and especially an '80s movie that feels period. 80s this was uh but this was wholesome this was fun this was doing something i really like in a movie which is celebrating being the smartest guy in the room and Mm -hmm. celebrating scientific literacy and nerddom and intelligence and all that stuff so um you know it's it's against the grain especially for the 80s like you know the 80s um didn't always celebrate those things. Those, mm-hmm. those those were your side characters a lot of the time. So, yep, uh, I dug it, man. I I like I said, I didn't remember anything about this movie really. Uh Just kind of pleasantly surprised by it. So I, I again, it's not it's not an award winner. You know, it's definitely what you would expect out of kind of a you know a lighthearted '80s comedy. Yep. But I enjoyed it and I would give it high threes, like a 3.8, 3.9.
2: Nice. Yeah. Right. I would
0: I would watch it again. I'd watch it if it was on. You know, it it feels like like I'm already intimately familiar with it just by virtue of like its vibe. You yes.
2: know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Cool. Very cool. All
3: right, Joe, what do you got? All right, so I agree with what Eric said. It was very eighties and it was very wholesome and not 80s at the same time. And for me, that's a detractor because I want my fucking tits. I want my bounce house rapes. I want all the fucking things that make it 80s movies a fucking 80s So movies. when
2: are we doing Porky's, Joe? I know, right? That movie's still fucking funny, See, although I don't know if we could actually do it. Also, here's a little secret. I don't like the
3: Johnny Hughes movies. They're fucking gay. Well, not that word. but What'd like- you just say? <laughs> they just they're so cheesy and corny and step-by-step family matters like i'm like uh uh-uh give me something fucking dirty and disgusting i don't like that i don't like everything being too sweet i don't want it to be a fucking sweetheart darling movie where all the good guys win and everything goes right and um even the bad guys aren't even that bad they're just misunderstood like fuck
0: that i don't know man pretty in pink is is a perplexing movie because she ends up with the wrong dude at the end
2: exactly
3: i I will i will say though um, I watched this movie twice this week. I watched it, had to be Friday night, and I was tired as fuck, and I fell asleep like four or five times during this movie and had to rewind it and put it back on. I'm like, God, this movie is so fucking boring. I'm like, this movie is so <laughs> fucking boring. Nothing is happening. They're building a fucking laser. I'm like, at least it got to a heist movie at some point, but this movie is so fucking boring. Then I rewatched it today because I got home from work, and I was like, I'm going to run it at like 1.5 speed just to get a rewatch. I'm like, maybe I was tired and I didn't give it a fair shake. I wanted to give it another like viewing just to make sure. And I enjoyed it more faster. I don't know if like the speed <laughs> helped me being awake helped me, but I actually enjoyed it quite more on this time. Also, I didn't have to rewind it 50 fucking times. because I didn't fall, keep falling asleep, but I enjoyed it much more today. Cause I was going to go in the twos on this movie until I rewatched it today. Wow. Like I just did not enjoy it. Like I, Like some things here and there for it, but overall, I really didn't like it, I was like, this is boring, like, what, like, what's the point, like, they designed a laser, this one guy's scared, this is another one of these movies that you have to actually care about the people, and I don't give a fuck about any of them, like, it's just like, uh, Dazed and Confused, I don't give a shit, and there's not really much of a story going on, so, like, until they brought the whole part of, like, the, the heist at the end of it, the whole thing was just, like, do I care if this guy gets kicked out of school or not? Cause I really couldn't give a shit less. <laughs> um, I did like the characters. I did like the music selection. I, I did like some of the random things that happened, but it, a lot of it was like overacted to me just to my taste. And, uh, yeah. I, I don't know. Like I just wasn't a huge fan. That being said, I did watch it again today. I feel a little better. And then us talking about it tonight, I enjoyed our conversation about it, which brought it up probably a little bit. But I'm still, I'm not going to go in the twos because I don't think it was that bad. But at the same time, I'm just going to give it like a 3.1. It's not, okay. for it's not for me.
2: I totally get it. I really do. Absolutely. I just want it noted that you gave it six-tenths of a point higher than Jaws. But that's- I hated Jaws, too. <laughs> I, I really fucking hated Jaws. But that's cool. I, I don't like these like movies it. that don't really have much of a fucking plot. <laughs> okay. All right. So... Yeah, no, I get it, Joe. I do. Yeah. And it's a cool score. I completely, And, and the, completely f- the funny part,
3: it. just to justify William Atherton movies, Biodome has a plot. It might not be good, but it has a fucking okay. plot. That's what, okay. that's what sells me. I, I want a story. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, that's my rant. <laughs> I don't know. You, okay, ha- you
2: had me until you brought up Biodome.
0: Yeah. Well, it's because so cool. I had give to. It a-
2: Now I'm going to give it a five just so I can get the score higher. No, I mean, this, this,
0: this was a a plot about moral imperatives, man. Yeah. See
2: that, all that fucking like,
3: uh, what's it called? High, uh, high functioning, all that, uh, moral, I don't give a shit about that. Give me some fucking idiocy and something that's a solid, just like there's a fucking character arc. They come in and they learn a lesson and then they go out.
2: Okay. I get it. I'm I'm easy to pleasey. So, all right. So I I I mean I think I summed up most of my stuff already. You know, as far as near and dear to my heart, it was a movie I definitely saw in the theaters. I liked it. I probably even before I would admit I've had man crushes. I had a man crush on Val Kilmer, definitely back then. Um, and I just dug it. Like I said, it's the anti '80s '80s comedy. So, um, all that said, I'll keep it short and sweet. But Eric actually outscored me on this by a 10th. I'm going to give it a 3.7, but hey. you know, so I, 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 you know, yeah. I, and listen, that gives it, that gives it like a 3.53 overall, which is a pretty yeah. cool score for a, for an eighties movie that could have went either way, yeah. you know? So, sure. and, and I wanted yeah, to love I, it
3: too. Going in, like, I'm like, Oh, I'm going to love yeah, it. yeah. this. It's eighties nerds. Then I was no, like, hey. this isn't what I expected it to be.
2: Yeah. I dig what you're saying, Joe. I do. And I get it. I, I get it. You know, but again, a three point one, and I'm happy that our conversation brought that score up a little bit. I really, yeah, I I mean, really it's, it's appreciate. not a terrible movie. It's just not for no, me, no, right? It's not, it's not your kind of flick, and I get that. Yeah. And that, and that's the cool thing. That's the, I think that's the most fun thing about doing this show with you, with the two of you, is getting these opinions, is is being able to 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 hash it out and you Know there's things you like that that I don't, things that I like that you don't, yeah, and not even don't like that's not even that's too harsh, you know. It's just like not your bag, yeah, exactly. It's not my bag, you know, and I think that's what it's cool, to, and it's that's cool. To have the conversations about it what I've said from the I, very beginning of the show. I like that
3: people can identify with one of us and probably like right. the movies that one of us likes the best. Oh, exactly. And Absolutely. like how you said in one of the last episodes, your wife's like, Oh, this is a Joe movie, isn't it?
2: <laughs> oh,
0: yeah, oh, yeah, we've got no, it down to a, to yeah. a science. Yep. I would have rated yep. this movie maybe even a point higher had, you know, it lost a point for a lack of sight burns in general. <laughs> <laughs> like, that, that really Fair rubbed enough. me the wrong way.
3: Fair enough, man. I'll tell you, like, the Jesus scene is like, like that's like 0. .8 of my score. <laughs> no, 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 exactly. That is by far the funniest the funny moments in the I think movie. if they would have just made a little bit of an attempt to be funny somewhere in this movie, like other than that, like I probably would have want to hire. But like it I just... was
2: '80s funny, Joe. But like I said, going into, it, I said that in the beginning that it's it's not as funny as I remember it. It's not yeah. because it's definitely '80s funny. So back then it was fucking funny, but now it's not. It's just not nearly as funny. Absolutely, I agree. I agree. So. Yeah. All right. So we got our ratings and that's pretty cool. I yeah. had fun doing it. I really did have fun doing it. And I'm telling you, I, what I did was when I was doing my notes, uh, transcribing my notes into word, I popped the soundtrack on Spotify and I wow. listened to the whole soundtrack while I was doing it. It was such a fun time for me, you know? So, cause obviously, you know, having flashbacks and shit <laughs> to back then, um, it was a fun time. So I, I had a lot of fun doing it, prepping for it and doing this episode to you. So,
0: yeah, absolutely, man. Great soundtrack too. Fucking loved it. Right? Oh I know. Some so good, good stuff there.
3: Yeah, the soundtrack was was another, you know, huge uh influence on my score going higher. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. And the Uncle Rico. You you enjoyed the Uncle Rico. I well, did. I
3: really appreciated I the gadget reference. Doug, you really swung for the defense line. You hit a home run. I I needed to keep you. I needed to get get you in.
2: Yeah. Like that in. that Maybe helped had also. Had a,
3: That's what when I said, like, when I said, you know, our conversation helped it. That's what I meant. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Um, We do have some people to thank, though. Yes, we do. We do. Uh, So, yeah, we want to thank some people who uh, they actually uh, they give us some money every month. They're very, very cool humans. You're all very cool humans. And we'd love it if you all gave some money. But these people do. Uh, They are our Patreon members. Um, You can find them. Or find us, actually, at uh, patreon.com backslash MOTCU. We'll repeat that again in just a little bit. Uh, So we want to thank these people. Uh, We'll start off with founding member Hannah Christ. We've got Peter Bianco. From the Tone Jerks and Second Button podcast, we've got Brian Gower. We've got, from the Just Surprise Me podcast, our co-host, Mr. Will Lehu. Joe, what's the name of Will's new podcast? Sharing Maps. Sharing Maps. I always god will's gonna kill me because i always i keep calling it in my head chasing maps but it's sharing maps chasing cars right chasing cars and uh but it's sharing maps so please check out will's new uh podcast sharing maps as well next from the like my pedals podcast the texas state boggle chance podcast and the texas size 10-4 podcast Mr. Tony DeGraw. And Tony, congrats on the Dean's List. I think that's the Honor Society. That's really freaking cool, dude. You keep doing you. All right? I love it. Um, Next, Mr. Michael McVeigh. Then we've got Adam El-Sayed. Thank you, Adam. And Mr. Michael Van Zant. Michael, thank you very much. And last but definitely not least is Mr. U-G-Rection. Thank you, Mr. Rection. We love you. Thank you. you.
0: Yes, and as always. Visit patreon.com slash motcu to support the show, you cheapskate. Yeah. We would also like to take this opportunity to thank show sponsor Mo DeWitt and DeWitt Law.
2: Mo Mo Mo.
0: If you are injured on the go, just call Mo. If you have legal questions, just call Mo. Uh, if some kids blow your house up with popcorn. Just call
2: Mo. No, no. No, no. I think that you, even if you unwittingly get roped into building a space laser, you can give Mo a call. He might. He can at the very least direct you to somebody who could more directly help you. What if you walk yeah. out of
3: your dorm room and have a slip and fall on some ice? oh hell yeah definitely
0: call, call him out uh, oh you know, yeah s- somebody smears some shit on your uh, laser lens and it
3: explodes <laughs> and
0: you get injured call mo yep.
3: what if you get knocked out and have something implanted in your teeth so you could pretend like god's talking to you
0: yeah you you, you could develop yeah. some dental issues uh you know you prove that that was a hindrance to you or caused some sort of injury i mean that's the kind of stuff that mo specializes in in theory right absolutely yeah. Uh, this this so, this,
3: yeah. this is this is a movie full of like things that Mo could really help you with.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mo, so we can
3: appreciate you, bud. Yeah. Yes.
0: Remember if you are injured on the go, just call Mo. Check out his website. The shop section has lots of free and cheap stuff for you that I have drawn. And uh some of it's really funny. So check it out. <laughs> Valentine's Day, man. You can get some undies, I'm telling you. Oh
3: yeah. Well, I guess uh there's only one thing left for us to do then lights yeah. camera fuck off hey guys we've got to that point in the show where we need to start depending on listeners like you to help keep this thing going
0: what are we fucking PBS
3: oh yeah you know it I'm LeVar Burton
0: I wanted to be LeVar Back. All right. I caught it first
3: I'm yeah, hosting we- Jeopardy <laughs>
0: Are you, though? Listen, guys, we we need your help. Uh, To help keep the lights on, as they say, uh, we are launching our Patreon for Masters of the Cinematic Universe. Yes. Yes.
2: And we have uh, different tiers that you can sign up for and pledge to, just like PBS. Um, You get some different real cool gifts and prizes and merch, uh, depending on the tier that you sign up for.
0: Oh, we got all the tiers.
3: Oh, yeah, you can either be... A friend it, of the show, a oh. friend with benefits.
2: Ooh. We just we could
3: start to get serious, or you could just put a ring on it already.
0: Ooh, yeah. Damn. And if you uh, if you exceed that amount, uh, you know we'll send you some not safe for work picks if, if you want.
2: <laughs> not safe for your eyes, <laughs> picks. In my case, but not safe for anything, ever. picks. Yeah.
0: Uh, but yeah, guys, check out uh, patreon.com/motcu. Uh, take a look at well, all the different tiers that we're offering. Lots of cool uh, swag coming your way from stickers to t-shirts to getting to pick the film that we uh, talk about. Yeah. The yeah.
2: tier started at a dollar. A dollar a month. Come on, what? folks. What? That's it? Yep. One buck to get in on that, on that number one tier. And all with right. that,
3: you even get the live chat with us anytime you want, as well as a shout-out on every episode.
2: Right. So come on, that's less than a cup of coffee a month.
0: Jesus, what a steal. Yeah guys, right? check it out again. Patreon.com M O T C U.
3: And then enjoy this week's movie.